Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Med Talks, podcast by medical students for medical students. I'm Deborah. This is my partner, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today we are fortunate enough to be joined uh, by Dr. Gunn, and he is so kindly agreed to give us an introduction into the new way forward of medicine, which is integrative medicine. Yes, and welcome, dear listener. Thank you for joining us today. If you haven't, please would you go look at our social media pages. Our Instagram handle is at MedTalkZA. We've got some awesome content there. We've done some medical cases with multiple choice questions and answers. Um, we've even got some IGTV videos done by yours truly. So if you don't mind, slide into our DMs, give us some feedback, ask us some questions. We're more than willing to get into touch. So now we move on to today's topic, integrative medicine. We will be doing this podcast over the phone with Dr. Gunn due to trying times and COVID-19, but I'm sure that won't be a problem and we're looking forward to speaking with him. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dr. Gunn. Firstly, could you maybe start by giving us some of your background information? Where did you study? How did you study? And where did you get to where you are now? Yeah, sure, Joey. Um, first of all, good morning to um, all of you and, and your colleagues. Um, I really look forward to um, presenting some information to you on, on uh, integrative medicine. So thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Um, okay, I, I started a little bit in a non-conventional way. I started by studying um, for a science degree, a BSc in clinical psychology and microbiology at the University of Natal. Um, then I went on to uh, Turkey's uh, University of Pretoria Medical School, completed my MBCHP degree there. Uh, then I went uh, down to Durban and um, I worked in accident and emergency medicine at Addington Hospital and uh, did a, uh, a course in ALS, Advanced Life. Uh, support. Oh, wow, um, which that's is, incredible. Which, which is, yes, very good for, for accident and emergency medicine. I, I definitely recommend that, that all doctors do that. Um, that was at the Technicon Natal Ambulance and Paramedics Academy. Um, from there, I went uh, to the UK. I went to London and, uh, and, and worked in London and Southeast England. Uh, in nine different hospitals in wow. accident and emergency medicine and orthopedic surgery. And and there I got a tremendous amount of experience and was exposed to a lot of other doctors from around the world and some of the best uh, um, consultants and uh, equipment and procedures in the world. Sure, I can imagine. So that, yes, that was very valuable. Um, <clears throat> I um, returned to South Africa and I uh, started in general practice, uh, worked in general practice for approximately about 10 years. Um, then I moved up to uh, Gauteng, to Johannesburg, and uh, started in a practice in, um, in Randburg. Um, from there, I moved across and opened up a practice um, Opposite uh, Monte Casino, it was at the time when they were building the that, that whole big complex. And, oh, wow. and looked, Not for trauma now. Or... Yeah, no, that, that was quite something watching that grow from from nothing to what it is now. Yeah. Mm. I eventually became the doctor there for for the Palazzo Fasso Hotel. Oh, Met quite geez. a few interesting um, 
people you can imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, celebrities and singers and actors and that from around the world. That's Celebrity medicine. Some of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then I also got involved in um, uh, occupational health. Uh, I was a uh, doctor on the mines for, for about uh, uh, two or year, years or so on about five or six different mines. Mm, uh, sure. All over South Africa, ranging from uh, from the, the the desert to 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 Rustenburg. Sure. Um, I also became the doctor for for Sun City, and uh, this is this is <laughs> one for this is one for the men now. But I'm sure the women are also interested. <laughs> is I was the um, medical officer for the Miss World pageant. Oh, um, yes, that Just- was in 2001. Jeez. Just for research purposes, how does one uh, get to that? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, Level. Come, come see me afterwards and I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so, so that I don't regard really as a job. So you can imagine, uh, but it was it was quite hectic. You can imagine looking after uh, 100 of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't complain, but they, <laughs> they, they kept me busy, that's for sure. So, that that was quite an experience. Kept your hands full. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but then I also had to look after all the guests. So they also got a handful. Oh, wow. You can imagine three thousand <laughs> or so guests. <laughs> um, yes, I continued through this whole journey uh, uh, studying integrative medicine along this pathway, and um, I, I did have uh, uh, one or two great mentors okay. um, that 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 uh, um, uh, shaped me. And helped uh, define my course in medicine. Um, uh, one brilliant man called uh, Fricky van Kleinberg, um, who spent many years uh, studying um, uh, complementary alternative medicine. He was actually a, an engineer, a chemical engineer by background. Oh, wow. And uh, and the other was Professor Willem Surfontein, uh, the ex. Uh, a professor in chemical pathology at uh, Tucky's Medical School. Oh wow! Okay. Um, he, he he taught me also a tremendous amount, and had done a lot of research into integrative medicine. Introduced me into the best German uh, uh, medical integrative clinics there in the world, and um, I'm very grateful to them. He eventually became my patient, uh, my mentor, and, and and he was my lecturer at university, and I, I miss him. Because mm. he passed away a few years ago from Parkinson's disease. Oh wow! I'm um, so sorry to hear but, that. But these are thank you. These are some giants in my life. Um, mm. I, I, I studied other uh, subjects in the field of integrative medicine, like clinical nutrition, neurolinguistic programming, psychoneuroimmunology, naturopathy, homeopathy, mind-body medicine, herbal medicine, oxygen-based therapies. Sure. Light and, and frequency l- medicine. <laughs> the list yes. goes yeah, the on. <laughs> goes on a bit. And homotoxicology in 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 uh, in Germany. Um, and um, I studied viroimmunotherapy in Latvia in 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 Europe. I was the first doctor in South Africa to be trained in viroimmunotherapy wow. for cancer treatment. Uh, so I would definitely feel very safe in your hands. <laughs> if I had to be thank you, by thank you, Debbie. Well, looking back, I probably treated about fifty thousand patients from approximately, I would say, twenty-five different countries. Jeez, uh, that's that, uh, that uh, the patients come out for that's you know insane. for this form of treatment, which 
we'll discuss in more detail yeah. and, 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 and why patients choose that, you know. Yeah. So I was very fortunate enough to uh, meet Dr. Gunn in a period in my life where conventional medicine really wasn't working for me. And it was almost a coincidence that I had this opportunity um, to work with him because it really helped me understand the flaws in our current medical system um, and gave me hope to know that there are actually doctors out there that actually care about the holistic view of the patient, which is actually what medicine should be about. So for those of us that don't yet know what integrative medicine is, Dr. Gunn, would you so kindly just explain what this entails um, just quite briefly, what are the pillars that uh, integrative medicine is actually built up on? Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's look broadly at a, a definition. So the definition would be the incorporation of three paradigms of medical treatment. It would be conventional medicine, which is also known as allopathic uh, or orthodox medicine, mm-hmm. which is approximately, we would say, uh, 150 years of, of modern medicine, and then something called CAM, C-A-M, Complementary Alternative Medicine, which okay. is based on all the previous uh, uh, um, uh, systems of treatment going back hundreds and thousands of years uh, from Chinese medicine to uh, uh, Indian Ayurvedic medicine oh, to wow. Amazonian medicine to North American medicine, European medicine, it incorporates that that uh, diameter or that uh, um, uh, a broad scope, and uh, and then cutting edge advanced medicine, the latest in medical technology. So if you take those three paradigms together, the complementary alternative, the conventional, and the advanced medicine, and put that into one new paradigm. That, that would describe integrative medicine. So you're basically just getting the best of the best. That is what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally true. It is, it is a synergistic effect where one plus one plus one equals five. It, it just is far better than any one single modality. They each have their merits. Conventional medicine absolutely has its, uh, its merits and, and it is the foundation. So, uh, from an integrative physician point of view, you must always use conventional medicine as your foundation. And, and to be an integrative medicine physician, you obviously have to have an, an MBCHB or an MD degree. Uh, you then build on that foundation with the uh, complementary and allied uh, health systems mm-hmm. of, of patient care, of diagnostics and, and methodologies of treatment. Mm-hmm. And then one would also uh, study and investigate the latest in, in advanced medicine, cutting-edge technology. Your, your pillars would be the focus on mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and environmental health factors. Because we are, that's what constitutes us humans. We, we, we have these different dimensions to us. And if we're not addressing the mental side as well as the physical, emotional side, and even the environmental factors that shape us, Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're not going to bring about total healing. Yeah. And we're not, it's obvious. And we, we're not going to be able to prevent disease if we haven't taken care of educating yeah. uh, our patient. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, doctor means teacher. So yeah. education is paramount and, and prevention is, is still better than cure. Yeah. Um, and the aim 
The aim is to prevent disease and heal your patient, not manage and treat your patient. No, I, I, def- you know? I definitely whole, hear you. It's a whole paradigm shift moving from treating symptoms to treating a human being yeah. and with all these spheres like you spoke about mental and physical and emotional and environmental and these things Correct. Are, it's not it's not something that that we're taught in in general med schools like you said we need to stand on the shoulders of conventional medicine yes. to get where we are but then also apply this wide scope um that you that you spoke about in your answer tell me dr gut Yes. What led you towards integrated medicine? You spoke now earlier about your, your tr- wide traveling and your, your wide variety um, of jobs, I could say, or, or experiences, occupations, experiences yeah. that you've had. What led you to integrated medicine? Uh, Joey, what, what led me uh, was actually, I think, the impetus behind it. Um, and, and the motivation came a lot from the uh, death of my father who died from a brain tumor. I returned from the UK um, to South Africa because he had a brain tumor, yes. and and sure. that's where I was exposed to the limitations of of, of uh, modern conventional medicine. Um, yeah. We we performed the surgery. Um, the, the the neurosurgeon, you know, uh, um, excised as much of the tumor as he could. Uh, chemotherapy was not an option because it, it just doesn't have a very good success rate with brain tumors. It's, yes. it's very low. It's extremely low. It's just, a, it's not warranted, quite frankly. Um, a very few percent. And, uh, radiation, uh, also has its drawbacks in terms of, um, side effects because you're dealing with, with the brain and very mm. sensitive tissue that, um, you know, by either, uh, um, Excising too much or, or, or radiating too much, you could actually induce damage in, in that region and, and then the patient could be less, left with being yeah. paralyzed or cannot speak or yeah, um, side uh, other factors. Yeah. yeah. So you're limited, you know. So this made me realize that, uh, with my father, I felt very, uh, powerless, um, and, 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 and Shame, disappointed. I can, I can only you know? imagine. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, Debbie. Um, so that, that prompted me now to go and look further because I, I realized that, that surgery and, and pharmacology and chemotherapy was, was just not good enough. Um, it, it has its place. So, mm. so let's be very clear about that. Conventional medicine uh, is absolutely excellent for emergency care. There's no question about it. Uh, emergency care is, is absolutely tops. And, um, and what I call, uh, mechanical medicine. In other words, mm-hmm. uh, replacing a joint or replacing an organ, organ transplant. Uh, conventional medicine absolutely tops. But if we're talking about the treatment of chronic diseases, you know, this is where we're treating more about management as opposed to healing. Yes. And, and prevention. So fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, autoimmune diseases, cancer. Uh, this is where conventional medicine is, is, is not strong. Yeah. And, uh, we're able to manage it symptomatically with, with pharmacology or surgery, but, mm. but we don't do that well at cure, uh, yeah. especially in the cases of, you know, for example, uh, cancer. So yes, that, that prompted me to go and study further in, 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 and, and just to, uh, read up and, and study and experience and listen to 
as many different persons in these fields, uh, uh, doyens in these fields, pioneers in these fields, and of course um, the allied medical profession, the chiropractics, the homeopaths, the naturopaths, clinical uh, nutritionists. Um, I studied, you know, as much as I could um, to attain that knowledge, to empower myself to yeah. be a better doctor, not not a good doctor, a better, better doctor. doctor. Coming, and and yeah. a, a better, a better healer, a healer rather than a manager. Like yeah. you said, and that's where I am now. You know, I have my own clinic now in Pretoria, not far from Steve Beaker Medical School, and and uh, private practice rooms in in Silverlake. Coming from a place of personal hurt and seeing the personal limitations of conventional medicine that led you to this, it's an amazing answer. Thank you, Doctor Gunn. Pleasure. Um. So I think this is just it's a. Literally, as you, as we, as we've spoken about earlier, this is such a broad, such a broad topic, but just coming down to something that seems to be quite a big, um, almost like a trend nowadays, but it's actually a very important topic. And I think it's not focused on enough in medical school. And that would be our diets. Um, so our bodies function best when we feed our bodies the best. But I think a lot of people don't really, um, reiterate or understand the fact that your gut is your first line of defense and we as medical practitioners we don't always keep that in mind so there's honestly well from what i've read there's recently a lot more data that shows a strong link to gut health cancers cardiovascular disease and well as surprisingly depression but so many practitioners they're not really holistically inclined um, and that being said, what is your view on diet and gut health? And what are some of the integrative ways, integrative remedies um, that we can use as doctors to help our patients build their immunities and combat these illnesses? Yes, that's a very good point and excellent question. Absolutely. Um, if I have to single out a few um, factors and, 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 and fields of, of uh, uh, medical interest, that must be incorporated. It would be uh, diet, exercise, lifestyle, the mind-body side of the person, the individual. Yeah. So if, if, if you're going to look at, um, at the gut, bear in mind that, that you, you're eating and drinking uh, uh, three or more times a day and everything that uh, goes into the body has to be assimilated in some sort of way. It has to be broken down. It has to go into the bloodstream. It has to go to the various organs and trillions of cells and, and do its job. But having said that, it's just like a motor vehicle. If you, you can have the best Ferrari or Lambo in the world uh, uh, with an amazing engine, and and uh, if you put in the wrong fuel in or the wrong oil or the wrong spark plugs, that 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 uh, or your battery's flat, that that vehicle is not going to go. Not so. Yeah, very that, true. <laughs> Exactly the same thing as the gut. The gut has a microbiome system consisting of trillions of, of, of virus, bacteria, fungi, etc., like candida and parasites. And, and it's going to become almost as important as the, the, the genome. The study of the DNA and the genes and the study of the microbiome uh, are almost going to equal each other because they're realizing more and more the connection between the gut Mm. And, and, and the immune system, 60 to 70% of your immune system is in your, your, um, lymphoid tissue and immune tissue surrounding the gut. Yeah. Um, and, and, and your gut produces 60%, 70% of your serotonin. So there's a very strong connection wow. between your immune system. Yes. And, and, and your mood. 
Um, so, in fact, the gut can affect your entire body. Uh, the microbiome should be in balance. You should have perhaps approximately, they're not very sure with the scientific research, the one research I read, approximately 85% uh, of, of healthy bacteria, uh, probiotic mm. bacteria, and approximately 15% uh, pathogenic that, that you're able to cope with. You don't want any, but you can't eradicate it completely. Yeah. So to keep that in, in check, you, you have to eat correctly. You, you have to drink correctly. You, you, you know, you've got to watch the junk food. You've got to watch uh, um, the preservatives, chemicals, the additives, the, the growth hormones, the gluten, etc. Yes. All, all, that will all influence your gut. It, 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 will, it will cause leaky gut syndrome where, where your um, intestinal uh, cells that are normally bound very closely together in, in the lumen of your gut, proteins that uh, these tight junctions that help it hold them together with, with these other toxic elements, uh, infections and, and uh, um, preservatives, chemicals, etc., and allergens, it, it causes inflammation in that region, and then and then those those cells split apart slightly. Uh, this is all microscopically, of course, mm-hmm. and and then those uh, toxic agents, chemicals, uh, allergens, and and uh, pathogens can enter directly into the bloodstream and cause an, an immense uh, um, immune reaction. Um, and that travels throughout the body. And then you get an inflammatory immune response or cascade in other parts of the, the body, like the brain, uh, on all the sinuses, um, or can affect the adrenals, or it can go to the joints and, 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 and cause arthritis or, or depression or a weakened immune system or affect the thyroid, for example, and, and, and the connective tissue mm. cause autoimmune diseases. This is, so the, the gut is paramount. Yeah, this is incredibly, I think this is incredibly important knowledge and I think it really is not hammered on enough in medical schools and amongst medical professionals. I think, and I'm glad that the focus is now kind of shifting because I think a lot of underlying diseases um, seem to actually be coming and starting from your gut. So it's it's great that yes. we're starting to have conversations about this. It's actually about time. Uh, absolutely. So, 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 um, all those conditions like the, the IBS, the irritable bowel syndrome and spastic colon and, and the uh, inflammatory bowel disorders, the colitis and, and Crohn's disease, etc., have a, uh, an, inf- most of them have an inflammatory, uh, uh, origin. And, and, and in the, in the pathophysiology, the inflammatory process is the process that's causing the damage. So it's so important to prevent that inflammation in the first time, yeah. in the first place. So, so that's why, you know, uh, it's important to focus on diets, to focus on nutrition, uh, probiotics, nutritional supplements, and then healthy, um, you know, lifestyle. Also, you know, the, the smoking, the excessive alcohol, uh, street drugs, you know, this all plays an important uh, role in our health. Mm. And as does sleeping, uh, you know, sleeping is important as well, because quality sleep and, and your, your, um, your mindset is so important. Mm. Your Staying mindset, positive, uh, actually, definitely. Yes, yeah. exactly. So a, a part of a doctor's role uh, is, to, is to educate and teach, but also to counsel. Mm. So... You know, in an ideal world, the doctor would actually do a diploma in, in clinical psychology and in nutrition, and that would benefit them enormously in the long run in their, their practices. 
Because then we'd actually, so yeah, yes, we'd really be it. healing people. Exactly. Maybe because we you need the up? right mindset and motivation. And you, need yeah. know, you have to know how to heal people mentally and emotionally uh, because it affects them physically and vice versa. Yeah. All um, these and you need are, to teach them what to eat and what to drink and how yeah. to exercise, yeah. you know. No, um, couldn't agree so more. it's a holistic approach. We're back to that holistic approach. Tell me, Dr. Gunn, what are the most common tests you do that provide you with the most high-yield information about patients, as well as some main treatment modalities that you focus on, and how do they differ from conventional medicine? All right. So in conventional medicine, as I said, that is your foundation. So you, mm. you will always look at, at your um, clinical examination being first. Mm. You'll look at your blood chemistry uh, you will you will look at your your X-rays, your ultrasonography. You will look at your CT, MRI, PET, etc. Scans and and uh, um, uh, biopsies, uh, histology, and and ge- genetic analysis. That that is always the foundation. Okay. Um, but then when you start entering the realm of integrated medicine, you, you now take your diagnostic uh, capabilities and modalities further. And you'll start looking at, for example, using thermograms, so doing breast thermograms or other thermal images of the body. Um, you will use uh, uh, frequency. You'll look at using um, biofrequency and, and um, recording the feedback that you get from uh, uh, scans that, that can uh, test the, the frequencies emanating from our cells and organs in the body. There's That's a tremendous insane. amount of research behind that, yes, conducted uh, in, in Russia, in Germany, uh, in the United States, by NASA, by the Russian Space Agency, uh, various uh, um, uh, universities and uh, technical colleges. One will also look at, um, in more detail, environmental factors, analyzing mm. the person, the, the individual, the patient's exposure to um, pollution. To, to, to toxins, to, to, to mine water drainage. Actually, yeah, something that's often overlooked, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, 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 and then nutritional analysis. You, you, you want to know what is the status of the person's nutrition. Traditionally, uh, doctors hardly ever examine the nutritional side. They might do an iron or they might do a mm. calcium uh, and, and maybe they'll do a, you know, a B12. But, but vitamin D, for example, D3, is, is so important. Um, it plays a role in the immune system. It's an anti-cancer agent. In fact, it's, it's, it's not technically a, a vitamin. It's, it's, it's actually a hormone, mm-hmm. uh, cholecalciferol. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it plays its role in bones and osteoporosis, etc. So this, uh, this, these extra modalities of testing, nutrition is something you should hone in on. You should look at the other types of, of tests. There's very advanced tests, for example, is a test you can send to, to Germany or to a Swiss laboratory in Europe uh, that can determine uh, chemosensitivity, your tumor cells, uh, and their sensitivity to chemo agents, which ones uh, uh, will work better than others. Mm. They can look at the genetics of your, um, of your cancer and tell you which uh, chemo agents also will work better. And they can look at natural... Uh, anti-tumor, anti-cancer agents. That's uh, for example, vitamin C in high doses, and 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 uh, determine if if that if your cancer cells are sensitive to to those natural anti-tumor agents. Mm. This, this gives you 
a tremendous more scope of treatment and empowers you with so much more knowledge to, to help your patient to Actually, ultimately yes. try and heal them okay. with the least amount of harm. Yeah. The more knowledge you do have about your patient, the more, like you said, the greater your empowered. chance. Yeah, empowered yes. you are at the end of the day. Knowledge Correct. is power. Dr. Gunn, I believe in America that integrative medicine is regarded as a distinct medical speciality. Is this the same in South Africa and what implications does this have? Joey, I'll just qualify that a bit. The, um, <clears throat> the, the traditional medical schools don't, don't have a speciality per se, uh, uh-huh. integrative medicine. But what they do is the, most of the top uh, medical schools um, in, 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 in the USA uh, incorporate integrative medicine uh, and CAM, uh, complementary alternative medicine, into their curriculums and into their, their clinics and hospitals as part of their uh, treatment um, uh, uh, protocols and, and programs. Wow. You can study uh, a branch of integrative medicine called functional medicine yes. uh, in, in the United States and qualify in functional medicine and you can study in anti-aging medicine through various academies as well, uh, as well and, and be accredited. So anti-aging medicine or, or healthy aging medicine and um, functional medicine is, is within the, um, the realm of integrated medicine. They offer those qualifications. South Africa, sadly, we're way behind the times. Um, mm. Our medical schools are still very conservative. Mm. They don't allow for, for CAM and integrative medicine as part of the curriculum. It's quite sad. Um, it, it's sad because it's such a powerful tool. Uh, uh, integrative medicine is the fastest growing discipline in the health industry worldwide. Um, sure. More and more patients are, are demanding it. They're looking for it. They, they, they're seeking out doctors and physicians that, that can treat not only with uh, uh, pharmaceutical agents, but also with natural um, food supplements mm. and, and, and medicinal uh, herbs and plants. But, you know, it, it, it's about a, a greater effect, more efficacy, and less harm and less side effects. The, the, the world is moving in the direction of wellness, mental, physical, emotional wellness, mm. and, and in the direction of natural and organic and closer to nature. It, it's now a case of of science and nature fusing together. Synergistically, isn't that wonderful? A- absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, absolutely. Dr. Sagan, I actually just want to ask, um, because we have, in South Africa, we have quite an impoverished population. Um, and I just want to kind of understand, are we trying to make a move forward that we can also, because integrative medicine, it's more of a new topic in South Africa, but are we trying to move it forward so that it's accessible to everybody? Debbie, yes. Ultimately, this is the aim. We must be very cognizant of the fact that we, we, we have a, a large set of the, the population, as you mentioned, that don't have the means to, to even access good conventional health, yeah. um, never mind integrated. Okay? Yeah, definitely. And, and however, integrative health also means growing your own uh, organic vegetables yeah. and, 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 and fruits, etc., in, in your own uh, garden. Mm-hmm. So if, if we were to implement the, the basics, as you said, go back to, to your roots, literally and figuratively, um, <laughs> you know, grow, 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 grow healthy food and, and, and grow to support your, 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 your family. 
that's a good start. And then education, education about exercise, education about healthy lifestyle, mm. uh, avoiding toxic food and not smoking, uh, limiting the alcohol, avoiding street drugs, uh, etc. That, that's a good foundation to build on. Mm. Less people would be ill if they did that, if they didn't <laughs> even have one operation or one pharmaceutical drug. If they did, if they did that, probably already 50% of the population would be healthier. Yeah, right? Chronic yeah. disease decreases. Perhaps more. Exactly. So, so by introducing um, access to integrative medicine, for example, we've mentioned uh, like nutritional uh, supplementation, like looking at other modalities of treatment, that could be brought into the, the clinics, yeah. uh, the, the, the district clinics. It could be brought into the hospital. So it should be, most actually. people can access it. So, yeah. yes, exactly. With Jay. the benefits so the, that, it, that it could provide, I mean, how much is this going to take for this education? It's, it's something that should have been done a long while ago, and I think there's, there's so much potential in, for this. Yes, because other countries, for example, in, in uh, uh, China, they, they, they have uh, uh, two paradigms. They, they have the traditional Chinese medicine, which is based on thousands of years of, of um, oral history and experience passed on. And they also have um, the, the, the conventional um, orthodox medicine. So you, you actually can go and access, and normally you begin with the, the traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, which we prefer to call just Chinese medicine now because it's been upgraded more um, scientifically in terms of research. Mm. And then you would pass to the second system, which would be the, the more westernized conventional medicine. If the, 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 the first tier, the first paradigm of natural medicine, if that fails, then you go to the second. So they have very successfully incorporated that, and it works very well. And bear in mind, they've got more than a billion people that they look after. Mm, um, talk about strain so, on the health system. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and now uh, India has the Ayurvedic system. Um, and, and in the Amazon region, they, they, South America, Brazil, they, they, they have Amazonian, um, plants and, and herbal-based medicine that, that, that plays quite a big role in the population, as does in Africa. We, we have traditional African medicine. And once again there, I would like to upgrade it to, 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 to African medicine, mm. because we also have started to study and analyze the the, the herbs, the medicinal herbs and plants that they use, um, for example, Sutherlandia mm. and, and uh, um, African potato, um, Skeletium, um, Aloe Ferox. The, these these are traditional uh, medicines that have been studied scientifically, and we can now determine what are the active ingredients and how do they oh, work and the mechanism of action, yes. and then oh, and actually gain so, therapeutic value yes. of it. Oh. Exactly. So that's how you can merge. You can merge the the um, the wisdom uh, of 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 African uh, uh, traditional medicine. Take take the the well researched uh, um, medicinal plants. Put that into a formulary and include that as 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 part of um, a total holistic approach to healthcare in in our hospitals, clinics, and um, 
and medical practices. Definitely a lot of potential for research in that field. Correct. Boundless, boundless. Um, I think, Dr. Gunn, what you have said here, a holistic approach to the patient is something that we as medical students should keep high in our minds. It's something that like, yeah. we shouldn't look to treat symptomatically and manage it. As you said... Patients are not lists. It's not filling in a list, ticking off symptoms and then giving a drug. It's It shouldn't be this way. I think Correct. You, you should choose between being a manager where you manage disease or a healer, where, yeah. where, where, you, where you aim to heal, achieve healing and, and prevention, to prevent the disease in the first place. Um, that will actually make you a, 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 a top all-round doctor where you can be satisfied that you, that, that you have expertise at, at helping your patient prevent the disease in the first place. You can treat them and diagnose them better in the second place um, and in the third place, your outcome of success is greater, that the greater chance with good education and motivation uh, and, and achieving the right mindset that, that, that they will be healed at the end of the day and, and, and continue with maintenance to, to maintain um, a healthy mental and physical uh, mind and body. So I just want to say, Dr. Gunn, with all that having been said, thank you so much. I feel like you are honestly a walking brain. It's incredible to have conversations <laughs> with you and just to get an insight into the passion that you have for medicine. It's very refreshing, um, especially for us in the settings that we are, where I feel a lot of the times we do feel helpless. But it's great to know that we definitely have hope and this is something that we should definitely try and bring forward into our futures mm. and our careers. To strive towards yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much um, just for being on the show with us today. And thank you so much to our listeners. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and I hope you enjoyed as much as we have. I've definitely learned a lot. Well, Debbie, Debbie and uh, Joey, I'd like to thank the two of you very much for giving me this opportunity. If, if this information and my experience can, can help uh, um your colleagues and, and the medical students that are going to be the, the new doctors of the, the future. I, 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 it, it gives me enormous pleasure uh, to be able to uh, give you this information. And if, if anyone would like to know anything more about integrative medicine, um, they, they're welcome to contact me. Uh, I'm always open uh, uh, to teach and, and, and to learn and, and to and to help my, my fellow um, uh, doctors and physicians. And thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We need more doctors like you, definitely. We do. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so thank, much. Thank, thank, thank you. And then just to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, remember to give us a like on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions, please just slide into the DMs. And if you would like to get into contact with Dr. Gunn, if you want to learn anything from him, if you actually want to go see him yourself, let us know so we can put him into contact with you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ciao.